Yes, Abraham. Yes, Israel. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um you know we're here to begin, but Aka yeah. seems Aka seems to be offline right now and he says mm. he's about to join us. So I don't know if we can just be having a simple discussion as we wait mm. for him. All right, it's okay. Thing. Yeah, so you know, you told me about to you say president, right? Uh, so right now, right now, not 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 that. I'm saying, um, I was talking about like university politics, politics, mm, yeah, guild, mm. yeah, yeah. So, how are you catching on with your, you know, building yourself as a president, as a person for people to look at as a president? Well, I, I, I think it's about um, uh, your, like the people that are involved on your team, like a leadership position before and for the time I spent in that position, I felt like it's about the availability and how much you can rely on your team. So basically, it's about having a group of people that you can trust entirely with anything. Yeah. That's like what people find confidence in. Yeah. Yeah, so right now that's like what I'm working on. I have a couple of names on board. But yeah, we need to like have go further into the conversation to see where they see where whether they have confidence in the plan, in the long term plan. That's the most important thing. So right now you just collected you you have a group of people you're willing to be a part of cabinet but you're not sure if everyone is on board not not the cabinet uh, mm. the people for the groundwork you understand yes yeah oh, the ones to drive you like your your contest your is it um the team that is going to help like in structuring what the campaign is all about you know yeah like that's the team I'm building right now. You understand? Because an idea yes. is as an idea is as strong as its foundation. If an idea does not have a strong foundation, it doesn't live long. It doesn't last. So for me to see me and for the people to be able to see the the fruits of, of my idea, I have to come up with a very strong team. In other words, a strong foundation that, you know, I can rely on from day one. Yeah, but, you know, before you assemble a team, at times you also need to know yourself. And mm. I would like to know, how do you perceive yourself? How do you perceive yourself um, in order to, you know? Oh, Aka, welcome. Hello. Yes, Aka, welcome. Thank you. How are you getting? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yeah? We're doing great, Aka. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, so, Ezra. Yeah? Um, I don't know if we continue with our discussion or with um, the discussion or we start our podcast straight up. We can continue and then uh, summarize it. We just summarize it then we start well, all right so i was saying you know in order for you to have a, a group that you that's ready to back you up mm. you also need to have confidence in you the leader and mm. how, like, how do you perceive yourself as a leader i i have absolute confidence in myself i've been tested you know i know my capabilities 
I've learned from my mistakes in the past, you know? Yeah. So as far as it gets, I, I, I totally believe in me being the right man for the job. All right. Uh, so um anyway that, that's that, that's a good you know aspiring for the big things in life is always the best way to go and yeah. as we are confident in you you know you've always shown your capabilities in leadership from way back when we were in school when we were still in school thank you and thank yeah, you Mike I'm glad to be in the team just hit me up anytime when you're ready and we discuss yeah. more. I also even uh, even a uh, uh, philosopher strategist Aka. <laughs> yeah. Exactly why Aka is here right now. Yeah, he's, he's an asset. Like he's an asset. Oh, unfortunately, like it's been a very long time since I had from mm-hmm. him. You know, we've been all about different business. But I'm sure after this podcast, we'll have a lot to catch up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Aka has confidence in you. From yeah. from you know, when I was looking for people to ha- to have this podcast with, he suggested you so much. Like, yo, Ezra can't miss in this. Thank, thank like, you, oh. thank you, yeah, Aka. Yes, um, you know, last week we had a podcast on life as we did. It was with me and Aka, and today we're joined we're joined by Jalemwa Ezra, a very confident person and you know a very wise person to look up to when considering when talking about leadership and it's why he's in this podcast today welcome telemo israel thank you thank you so much for having me on uh, your podcast it's a pleasure and i'm very sure we're going to have a very fruitful discussion yes we are and you know most of you know Aka. Aka has been on the podcast for a while. Last week he was on the podcast, um, you know, for Life As We Live It. And today he's here for leadership for the Africa we want. And I consider Aka to be a part of this podcast because, you know, he's good at philosophy. I don't know, Aka, you can say more about yourself <laughs> before we get deeper. Yeah. <laughs> So what exactly? I'm just um, just easy. I'm just there, like Aka, no more stuff. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. So let's get into the podcast. Well, mm. you know, Africa as a continent is a continent that has been shunned for a while, and much as we're part of the globe as a whole, we are. We're, we're looked down upon in a way. Just um, two days ago, I was watching a video on YouTube and they were talking about how in case the African economy goes down, um, it won't really affect the world the world market. That that, that disturbed me a bit, but I was like, okay, um, maybe there's some things to look up to in, in the African continent that, may, that can consider it a power in the world and something that can actually affect world world politics and you know world activities but anyway so for for africa to progress everything starts from the and you know our leaders right now are doing that build an africa that can be considered as you know a world power but you know there's a but somewhere for Africa to progress, there are some kind of leaders that need to be in power. Much as we have leaders that are there right now, but they are leaders that we really need to look up to for Africa to be, you know, a, a global power. And I would like us to start by, you know, describing what is it, um, what kind of leader can be a leader who have a far-looking mind and bring Africa from to a position that it's going to be as a, as a as a power in the world, you know, in the world, you know, in the globe. 
Who's going to start? Mm. <laughs> Ezra. So, um, for me, I'd like to start by. I have a, I have a couple of points on that take. Uh, first of all, as far as um, leadership in Africa is concerned, we need to find the first question we need to ask ourselves: How can Africa stop being dependent? You feel me? Because as long as Africa, as long as Africa is a dependent continent, yeah, surviving on handouts from European superpowers or from where, wherever, Chinese, you understand? We, 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 can't, we can't have the sovereignty. We can't be independent. You understand? That means like, like the decision, the decisions the leaders are taking on our behalf will have, will have people that are benefiting from it. If it's not us, then it's the other party that is giving us handouts. You understand? So that the true question may be, everyone brings it upon the leaders, but I think it's about Africa being a dependent. You understand? Being a continent that begs and all that and all that. And if, if that's to be cleared, it's going to take a very long while. It looks, it looks almost impossible for how the superpowers have conditioned Africa. You understand? Yeah. If, anyone, if any leader comes up and is trying to do the right thing, there's always going to be destability caused. You understand? So that's like a very big issue. However, I think despite that being a, a very big epidemic or a cancer that is very hard to clear out, maybe we should we can discuss and see how how do these leaders, you know, at least deliver on the services. You understand? Yeah. Because we know we are in a bad position, but at least let the citizens have the services, you know? Let the systems have access to healthcare, standard healthcare. Let the, system, let the citizens have access to standard education. Yeah? So how yeah. do the leaders stop stealing from their own people? For me, like, that's, that's one thing, like, that's something I've actually always debated about. And it brings me back to like to one point. Have you thought that the leaders probably still because they want to? They want to? Not because of any conditioning or stuff like that. Not because that they're good people and for some reason that they're unable to deliver services. Have you thought that they probably still because they want to? Pro 100%. Like this, okay. the leaders. The leaders still because they want to, you understand? Yeah. But it has become typical of the it's it's typical of like, you know, the African dream. The African dream is you want to get rich, make some money, run for an election, join government, steal all the money you wanted to steal, you know do that sequence let it be a sequence you know that's like yeah. there's no there's no clear rule like you know what if you want to succeed in an african economy work, go to school work hard blah 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 you get all the all the kids that all these kids that want to be something you see that their direct aim is one time owning a political office why do you think that is the case you think it's a coincidence you think like they have ideas to to present it's not um, it's not a coincidence it's not a coincidence could I, that let's hmm? shed some light on that yeah so, um you know i like the fact that you brought that whole idea of you know m most people who seek power in africa like to drain the country you find a leader mm. wants to get a lot of money out of the, his position 
before he gets off power. And, you know, I was reading a book, um, I think last month, it's called The, Dicta- the Dictator's Handbook. It's all about uh, how uh, dictators function. And most of the times it said that dictators stay, in lo- stay long in power or are in power for a, for a while because they're able to, you know, secure the, the, the bank or secure the money source. So they are able to distribute it among those people, uh, those people um, in their parliament or those people who are there to help. Their, their loyalties. Yes, their loyalties. Those people who are there to, you know, make sure that they stay in power for a long time. So you find that for a leader to, for an African leader to actually look up to their citizens, they need to first find a way of being away with um, people in their cabinets that are going to try to, you know, put their, their should I say, their power down in case they're mm. not looked up, looked, looked up to considering, let's say, payments. So the, the thing that I'm looking up to here is is that if we want Africa to have a good good leaders, we need to actually first brush off that thing of corruption out of the leaders. In mm. order for in order for say a president to stay stay in power, he doesn't need to sus- he doesn't need to rely on actually securing the bank to be in power for a long time. He needs to rely on the constitution, a strong constitution that is there a law that is there to actually secure his position as president as long as he's doing what's necessary for the for the citizens but if he's looking up to you know making those people in government happy then i think our leadership in africa is not going to improve it's going to stay where it is for a while um abraham i want to tell you this yeah it's not you know people misunderstand this thing and they say uh, the corruption in the leaders and all that. Like, that's how bad Africa is, you know? Even if you got a new set of leaders and you put them in those positions, there would still be corruption. Corruption in Africa is like, it's an institutional thing, you understand? Yeah. It's from the, it's from, it's, it's learned from even the smallest basic things, you understand? Your, yeah. your, your, your son has just completed finals. There's this teacher at some hard-working high school. In order to get your son into the school, he says, you know what, pay me this amount of money. I'm going to get your kid into the school. What's that? You, you know, the rate of corruption is, okay, it's high. But even in, even in countries that have, have, that have improved, that are actually politically stable, that corruption is, there's how it's suppressed. Yeah, but but like the constitution, no, like 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 that's what I asked you, yeah. Yeah. Like, what what do you think? Like, it's it's now like a normal practice. You feel me? But all 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 this is because. Let me tell you, if there is one continent that is like, whom does it think it is? eh? It's 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 Africa. I want to tell you one thing, yeah? Corruption, bad leadership and everything, you know? I blame, let me tell you, these are things I blame on every African individual. You understand? Yeah. Let me tell you this. Africans, do you know Africans don't even know, like, they don't even know their rights, you know? I'll, I'll just speak for Uganda, like, I'll speak for Uganda. Ugandans, like, literally, Ugandans don't know their rights. You understand? Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, where you find, you know, the police acts in a, in a certain way, you know, even without, without, it feels like it owes no one an explanation. You understand? But yeah. because they know, like, they know Ugandans don't have rights. Like, they, they know that Ugandans do not know their rights, you know? They do not know that if someone treats me like this, I'm supposed to do this. You understand? Oh, yes. Yes. And all that, like, like without, without civic education, we still remain in the blue, you know? That's why people will complain and be like, you know, 
bad. This leader is bad. And he's going to turn up like with a sack of rice and a sack of flour, some bars of soap towards election day and everyone is going to line up and vote for him. You understand? Yeah. So I just... You know, I think... Pardon? I think... I think... Like, I think the political leaders have mastered that craft. You understand? You can keep your people in abject poverty. You just need to show up with a bar of soap and a couple of kilograms of sugar and they're going to celebrate you like the problems they consider are the problems they are facing at that same hour you feel me yeah if, if the guy is facing hunger and you bring him food he's going to he's only considering he's only considering the hunger in that moment he's forgetting the past days how he has been starving and if you hadn't brought him that food how he was almost dying you feel me? Yeah. And, you know, and like, you know, with the point you've just raised, it it speaks a lot about the African population itself. You know, for for leaders to actually, for Africa to have good leadership, I think it can also look. I, I think it can also connect with the population. How is the population like? You know, I usually watch, um, say, watch Al Jazeera. BBC, and if you see the way other countries say in Europe or North America, the way they actually take part in politics and take part in whatever is happening in the government and whatever is happening in their country, it's impressive. Like, I don't see that in Africa. In Africa, you can take, you can take for example, during the time when Bobby Wine was actually standing for president, um, I mean campaigning to be a president, how they were just dispersing people anyhow and the few people who are able to stand by him were not able to withstand the you know the aggressiveness from the government for for a long time because many people uh, actually the government has this thing of um, you know many most of the people in the population are not so aware of what's going on in the country but as long as there is peace they can keep on with whatever they're doing and the few who are able to see that leadership that doesn't leadership that doesn't end isn't good for a country are actually the ones who are the forefront fighting. So I think the population also matters on how our leaders in Africa are going to be able to stop being, you know, over, stop over staying in power. I don't know. Okay, do you have anything to add on that or to say? Um, I have, I have a few things to say. It's like an essay. Say it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, um, let us start with the. Um, just give me a second. Excuse me. Um, for example, um, let you said the the leaders. What does Africa? Which kind of leaders Africa needs for tomorrow? Isn't? Yes, leadership for the Africa we want tomorrow. Mm. First of all. We, what kind of Africa do you want? That's well, a good question. Yeah, exactly. What kind? Everybody, everybody is talking about Africa, Africa, better Africa. But what kind of Africa do you want? Um, do you want an an Africa that 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 that, that is a a skeleton of the colonialists, or do you want an Africa that is an Africa? Okay, um, my, my from 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 where I sit, my my observation so far has been that Africa's biggest problem is an inferiority complex. As much as of, and it, it, it because it cuts into every aspect of society of, of African life, from society to economy and eventually to the politics. For example, in case if there's a problem in Africa, everybody's going to compare that problem to a, to a problem in Europe. Or oh, in Europe, they're doing this, Europe, they're doing this, the whites are doing this, they're doing that. And we try to compare that to what we have. Forgetting what we have is different from what they had. 
you're a history um Ezra is a history student. I think I think he he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you understand how 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 the history of the African continent is. Yeah. Everything about us was taken away from us, isn't it? Everything defines who we are. That defines exactly. what we are. Exactly. And in a way, that, that, that has affected us. For example, um, I, like, I like giving this. Yeah? Before you go, you go any further, I want you to first describe the Africa that was there before the colonialists came. What was it like? Mm. Let me see. I'm not going to lie to you that I know the exact dates, but I'm going to give you a good example. Um, for example, of course, there's diversity. That is one thing everybody has to understand, that there's diversity. And the same diversity that was here, the same diversity on other continents. Diversity in what? For example, organization. Let, let us those centralized societies and decentralized societies. And within those small, within those large groups, there are other defined groups also. In their different ways of organization, nomads, etc. Now, let me give, for the centralized states, you see, despite, despite uh, portrayal of Africa as a very desolate place and a bad land, uh, a place of savages those yeah. thriving civilization i'm just going to give you examples for example the the the, the, the mali empire of 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 mansa musa and uh, of this guy samori tourism samori tourism mandinka empire you get, uh, with, with with things like a library at a certain point the the library in Tumbuktu, which was Mansa Musa's capital, was visited by different people. Uh, philosophers like Socrates and uh, this guy, Aristotle, it was, learned it was their philosophy uh, on the African the continent. Capital. It was the academic capital of Africa. Yes, not Africa. Africa and the, and the central world, but before, yeah. before people discovered the U.S., You see, yeah. then in Mansa, in in in, in Samori Tourism Mandinka Empire, there was a level of organization. For example, his army could be compared to the Legion of Alexander the Great in organization. Mm. Ezra can attest to that. And uh, the healthcare, like the healthcare Ezra is talking about, um, healthcare food, education were all state-controlled. Hmm? State-controlled yeah. meaning what the, leader, what the leader decides happens to his people is what happens. For example, if the healthcare was under the leadership. Therefore, there was no room for corruption or stuff like that. And there was no room for inequalities. As much as there was a class system, there was equality in basics of life, food, education, and uh, medication. Because agriculture was produced by the state, hospitals were controlled by, all healers were controlled by the state, and everybody was guaranteed a healer. Same thing was the case in Uganda. or the Chesi dynasties, the Zulu. There's a political system of organization whereby all systems, whether decentralized or centralized, there was a chain. There was a chain of command that everybody respected. So, African exactly. societies were politically organized. Well, politically well organized. Yeah. Well, and uh, if okay. if you if you look, yeah. Um, before you add anything, you mm. know, I, I like how you you know you said uh, the you know the chain of. Uh, the chain of um, command was all the, the way it was connected to the leader in a way the leader had to dictate whatever was happening and after yeah. dictated, because 
in a way it was like a dictatorship compared to the world we live in right now. Did, did, did you know that democracy is a lie? Um, you know, speaking of democracy there's, and um, dictatorship. There's nowhere, there's nowhere in the world where democracy is real. It can... That one, let me put it on the table. There's no country in this world where democracy is real. You know, this talk on de- democracy may take us a long time. It's a, it's but okay, let, okay. One, right? let, let me explain. Let me explain. For example, um, let me show you, like, let me talk about world politics in my own observation. Yeah? Yeah. The superpower is number one, isn't it? regardless what everyone says. And what happens in the superpower dictates what happens everywhere else. Yeah? Yeah, that one, I, I do agree with you on that. Now, we, we can all agree that the United States is the superpower in this world, is it? Yes, it is the superpower in this world. And United but, States politics is not governed by the people as people think. It is governed by people who have the money, the economy that runs that country. Anyway, Aka, um, you know, this discussion on democracy and dictatorship can take us a very long time. A very okay, I won't go there. but Yeah, so let's just focus on what we were talking about before leadership mm, mm. Africa you want and you are still talking about Africa as a nation having its own way of doing things before the colonialists came in yes and it's it, it's it's not it's not like they were different from what happened in Europe it's just that they were different levels of civilization you get yeah it's not it's not like Africa wouldn't eventually get there but to the British they were savage in any way that they cause before before the British had guns they were using spears and swords and that was the same thing that they found in Africa but because they had guns they felt they were better of which they were because their civilization had moved ahead now so that's how colonialism happens and essentially for the British their imperialistic nature was to make everything British English, from the things we do, you get even even our lawyers wear wigs, white wigs, um, like the chief justices and all, like if they have white hair. Yet it's in English culture, white the white hair represented the justice system. So that that is how the colonialism happens, and that if you so, on the um, continent, yeah, yeah. So um, are you saying if? If um, if Africans were to retain their ways, their traditions, and everything, we would probably mm. progress. Would probably what? Would we progress? Is that what you're saying? Would progress with it, if we were to retain our traditions and you know our ways as Africans before colonialists came? On the contrary, no. I believe these people had to come. If they didn't come, we wouldn't be where we were, where we are right now. Because for a culture to progress, it must learn. And to learn new things, you must experience new things. So the white man was a new experience for Africans that were still on the continent that had not traveled distances. Uh. Yeah, so it was very necessary. For example, uh, like for any culture, to, for any society to develop, it must have something in it. It must, you must meet other people or for any person to grow you must meet other people so that you learn from their experience so that you understand the way they think and as a person you grow same thing for society you have to meet new societies you have to try new things and that way you progress for example you those 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 days if you if a community that doesn't know how to make swords meets another that knows how to make swords they'll probably learn how to make swords and vice versa yeah. So Abraham, yes. Okay. This is the thing. Eh? Mm. With uh, let's say like with the leaders we, we want. Eh? Yeah. Let's, let's 
the thing I was telling you about like Africans not being aware of who, of who they are, you know, of their capability, yeah. that inferiority complex, eh? Yeah. Like, now let me give you like an example. Like, there is that thing going on that has been going on, say, getting your buying for my ambulance, you know, get, buying medical equipment, you know, buying yeah. food for, you know, and everyone yeah. who's applauding him, you know, like, yes, over what? He's our man, you see, he has done a difference, he has just gone like, oh, that's bullshit. Sorry for, for mm. the language. You understand? Yeah. Mm. Why, why do you need, why do you upload someone for doing what he's supposed to do? Yeah. You, feel, you can't, you can't like upload and, and clap because he has done his duty. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what he do. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. Whether, whether he, where he builds schools, whether he does what, that's his role as, as a legislator, lobby funds to provide services. You feel me? So, yes. That kind of upload shows you how people are not like, do not know. I'm telling you these are things. People do not know. Ezra, right. Ezra, you understand? Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you want to be in future? Well, I want to be a, you know, a businessman. I'd, I'd no, interest. Uh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, like I just want to do my businesses, you know. I had interest, like, you know, in politics and all that, yeah. But one, yeah. Thing, one thing, it took me time, like, to realize that the people that think, the people we think have, you know, the best of, the best kind of whatever we call ideas, all the people that we think are going to propel us to the next level are all about themselves. You understand? I understand. I understand. Yeah. How about you? How about you, Chris? What do you want to be in future? Oh. <clears throat> well, my, my, my idea right now for my future is, you know, it revolves around the business, but more importantly, if in a way I can get myself into politics, it would be a good thing. Though I'm not so much, you know, aligned into that direction as for now. But yeah, you know, you have to first secure the bank before you get any deeper. Okay, I, I, was, I was asking these questions because I wa- I want to answer Ezra's Ezra's Sigrinya issue. Eh? Um, mm. from 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 the way I think. Eh? Mm. Okay, say personally for me. When I become a pilot and I land properly and people have reached home safely and they are like, thank you. I mean, mm. it is my job to land you safely, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And them praising and talking, in, in their defense, is more about their appreciation. Now, for Sigrinya's issue, uh, how many leaders in Uganda are you seeing doing the same thing? There are no leaders doing that. Exactly. You see, as as, as trivial as it seems, yes, it is what he is supposed to do, but he has a choice not to do it. You see, other leaders have taken the choice not to do it. No, this is the thing. You know, the problem is, you see, people, you you, you can't say like you're a leader and you have that choice not to do it. That's that's like something. Listen, listen, Ezra, Ezra. Ezra, I know politically or let me let me by law. Like by law. That's something like, you know. Mm. Like that's something I feel like the population has has led people, you know. Exactly. Think that they have a choice. You you have no choice. Like you're a leader, you're supposed to serve. So what do you mean you you, it's not true, you know? True, 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 true. What, what, what you're saying is very true, but that, that what you're talking about is in an ideal situation. Yes, where our leaders are governed by law. Mm-hmm. But we all know that in Uganda, the leaders are not governed by law. So how is As that much the... as the law is there, they are not governed by it. And yes, we, we might want leaders that, 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 what, that, that, that abide by the law, but we are all human beings. 
and I promise you, ninety percent of those leaders do not abide by the law. Ninety percent of leaders to come will probably not abide by the law. You get now. Sigrunya is a good that that guy is a good is a good example of what a leader should be. And yes, as much as the people are applauding him in in ignorance, I support what he is doing, and it is good what he is doing. Of course, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not but, no. But the upload huh. came in. The upload came in as an example. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Definitely, as 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 an indication of a problem. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The population not knowing what it deserves. You understand? Yes. Because they are leaders, you know, who they are leaders in different in Europe that have built hospitals, you know? And it's not even a, it's not even a thing of, of noise, of bad news that this guy has unveiled this hospital. I don't think I've seen it. Like, I haven't even seen it at all. Like, yeah. leader, this senator has set up a school. I've not seen that, that anywhere. You feel me? Yeah. You so, see, it's, it's, it's because it, also, also the leaders, that, that's the thing, also the leaders who are getting into power are not educated on these things. They, they have no clue. They just think, go to power. If you're in opposition, oppose. If you're in NRM, eat money. Okay, you've just brought the point I was looking for. That's, mm. that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, so, you, know, you see, most of the people who because, get into power, yeah. Because you know, most of the people who get into power, it's like they, they get, get into, into power, power like that. Because of their social skills, they, get, they are, you know, the the way they are able to move a crowd, and so that's yeah. how democracy. That's how democracy works. Like it's a game of it's a game of numbers. You feel me? So yeah, if you move, if you can move the crowd, you have the hundred percent. You understand? So sometimes True. that's Abraham. That brings but, me back to that thing, like what I was talking to you about, like. Yeah. Sometimes the numbers may not be in your favor. You feel me? Yeah. But because of the structures you have, you're able like you're able to defy odds. You feel me? Yeah. So it's it's important, like that's why in politics, like it's important to have a system, to have a structure. That's why you will see, you will hear rigged elections, rigged what you get. Even even when the numbers are not in your favor. Because you're well structured, you're you're like ten steps ahead. You understand? Yeah, but but yeah. you know, I I feel like the leaders who are getting themselves into power, you know, much as most of these people who know how to move crowds are the ones that are actually holding most of the positions of power in in Africa. I feel like as I was saying earlier, um, the leaders who are getting themselves into those high positions of of power need to know how to lead need, need to know what is what are the uh, necessary things to actually conduct um politics in a country because if a leader gets into, um if a leader gets into power and he say builds two three schools and people already make a noise for him and you know he's going he's getting he's getting more support all the time it it, it doesn't make sense if he's just built it, it needs needs to you know also also contribute more to how uh, I I think also how people perceive him and how he's able to stand for a country in a, in say a politi in a, in the political realm as a whole. Say for example, if if a if a president to get power or if um, some idea is failing to get through such leaders are, can be able to understand the positions that they're in and try to drive these political situations as well not only building three schools or you know providing some, some i mean providing water for people and that's all they need to be able to influence some constitutional you know thing ideas that are that are being brought up and also to influence the president okay it's at times it um 
I think you're getting the idea. Yeah. Yeah, but like you need you see you need to look at it like in this way. You see you guys are missing like the point the point is like you know for me I think the thing of this debate from my perspective the point is not I think it's about the leaders. The point is like the population that is uninformed. You feel me? As an, as an environment, like a population that is not yeah, civically and, informed, not civically educated. You understand? Because yeah. if, let me tell you this, if people do not know their civil rights, do not know what they deserve, eh? a, leader will, a leader will never feel the pressure. You understand? A leader will never feel the pressure to, to act according to how we you understand? Because yeah. right now, even if, like Aka said, even if a government changes right now, it's just this, it's just changing in who is, like it's just a change in who is eating. You understand? When I say who is eating, the current government <laughs> is eating, stealing money and what, you get it? Corruption is gross. You know, the next government that is coming is just new people with a new business opportunity. You understand? Yeah. Because the people are still going to be kept in that manner. You understand? That's why it's something that the superpowers have played very well by keeping African governments begging. You understand? You will ask for any amount of money, they will give it to you. Knowing, knowing that you do not have the facilities to pay it back. In order to be forgiven, you have to pay loyalty to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's why, like, there's no, you you know, like, things that really enlighten the Africans and all that, eh? Do, are like, are, are subjected, like, they're pushed further, you feel me? <laughs> Subjected, yeah. like things that are supposed to to enlighten people. You understand? There was civic education. Yeah. There was civic education. Like it's scrapped. It was scrapped off. Sorry. Yeah. Civic yeah. education is something that a normal citizen needs. It is also something that the leader needs. If a, if a leader yeah. is not physically educated, it's just all. It's all crap. You understand? Yeah. What we end up doing is a, is, a, is a student, is a kid from a middle-class family going studying law. He knows he has, he has studied law. He has excelled, he's gotten his law degree. And now he's going to run for politics. You understand? Lawyers being egotistical, he knows that no one is better than him. You understand? And the problem is that the population, it being not, not civically educated, is the biggest problem. Because the same thieves are the ones who come back and they are still re-elected back. True, 20, true. 20, 15 years, no significant improvement. The town is still the same, no development, nothing. But it's still, he's going to come back for re-election and promise you funny things. You understand? He's going to promise you things that he used in the first manifesto since you had forgotten about them. He's going to tell you of, of how he's, he has been working on a project that if he goes back, that project is going to be complete, man. Without educating the population, we're just wasting time discussing. Like, for me, like, that's the core. Like, that's how rotten the system is. You understand? Yeah, I understand. Because even yeah. if we, even if we have like, even if we have like one hundred segirinias, there will be a thousand candidates that are trying to tarnish this guy. You understand? To make him look, like, to make him look like shit. You you saw you, yeah. you watched news like recently when when the, the 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 new prime minister was saying that people are calling her, threatening her like. To back off their mm. deals, back off their deals. Mm. That's how that's how things be, man. Yeah. Everyone who gets into politics right now is just looking at their family and themselves. You understand? 
Yeah. But how do how do you have, how do you remove that? How do you educate the population to say that people are aware of what they are supposed to know what they want, you know? So that these leaders have pressure, they feel the pressure on themselves. Yeah. Um, so um yeah, I think we should we should shed shed some light on that. How can we get the population to actually get more involved in politics? Because if we want leadership for Africa to improve, I think the population plays a very big part in this. True. It's you know, for if you want to, the, the core things of a nation are their education, their health systems, yeah, and their food system. And that is sorted out. Those are the only things that that, that make any anything great. So. Okay. Oh. All right, so um, Aka, you know, yeah. education. In I'm Africa, coming to the education. No, I'm. Uh, I just want to shed some light on that. You know, education mm. in Africa has been progressing for the past. I don't know how many years. Um, certain years, it has been progressing. People are actually getting educated, but much as people are getting educated, they're getting. Abraham, educated. I want to stop you there. I want to stop you there. Yeah. What you're talking about is people enrolling into school, in, into not, school, not, not educated. being educated. There's a difference between going to school and being educated. L- let me get there. Let me get there. Let me get there. <laughs> I, I was still starting up. Because, so for example, our example, we cannot get out of yeah. school and not know how to make money. Yeah. L- let me t- let me tell you. Let me get there. What I was saying mm. is people people okay enrolled in school and they're acquiring education but you know for someone to actually understand their rights in a in a country they need to they need to have you know a broad view of what it's like to you know drive of what it's like to be a citizen in a country and much as many people go to school they're actually going to school to attain a a, a, say a certificate is it um you know a diploma just to get employment and proceed with their lives. But in order for someone to actually, uh, you know, consider that their country, their politics, the politics in a country also matters for, in order for them to, uh, you know, for in order for them to progress with whatever course they are going for, they need to be aware that the, the country, the politics in a country is also a part of their whole process in, in you know, gaining, say, employment. We have very many people in Uganda, let's say Uganda, very many people on the streets, many people who have finished their education to the fullest but haven't gotten jobs. And you find that much as they know that they don't have jobs, they don't know much about their political system that they can actually get. So um, I think Ezra is off there. What I'm trying to say is that much as many people, I mean, people don't know that the, their positions are can actually be improved if they understand how the politics of a country works, so that they can actually influence. I, I, are you getting what I'm saying? So they can influence like the politics of a country. I wish yeah. I would give the examples, but I think our time is running out. What is it you wanted to say? Mm. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I was interrupted with a call. Yeah, sorry. The so Abraham, Abraham. Yes. There used to be what they call political education, the regional PE. Before, before in the nineteen eighties and sixties, after Uganda's independence, but all those were, were scrapped off. Okay. So it's a it's a deliberate thing that 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 we have that we have um, political and civil ignorance in the country. But you know, eh, this is the thing. You know, like us talking about this, you know, without without getting solutions, eh, is mm-hmm. I don't. For me, it's like you remember Abraham, like when when we were doing ill. Uh, Mrs. Maraka used like whenever you present Mrs. Maraka with a problem, 
she would if she and she would say like if you do not have a solution don't bother talking about it you know and like yeah. she, like she helped me like she she um motive like not motivated i learned a lot from her you understand like i learned i adopted the thing of getting solutions other than spotting the problems you understand yeah solution solutions is actually the key to everything mm. and i would like i would like to begin with the solutions let me open it up mm-hmm. so i'm going to, i'm going to open it up trying to back up what I was saying earlier about how a person can be educated and fails to get a job but doesn't know that the cause of him not getting a job is the fact that he doesn't he doesn't know much about the politics of the country for him to know where to you know shout say become aggressive to instead mm. of becoming aggressive to the leader who is in power they can actually look up to like say um the constitution doesn't allow people to open businesses freely and say the constitution doesn't allow people to open businesses for like at least the first five years they're not taxed you know such things you you identify where is it in the constitution that mm. they can actually Abraham. Let, let me let me try to complete here so in order for people to actually be aware that in, for them to progress say in building a, in gaining loans from a bank um, in opening up businesses, in running businesses without paying taxes for a while, they need to understand that their constitution matter a lot. Like, in order for someone to actually progress, instead of people opening up businesses like border, I mean, instead of people getting into the border industry and just, you know, how, how they don't tax border men, but it's, Abraham. at least if they are, if, if they had opened a business, they are aware that they're opening a business because they know the, the constitution allows that for the first five years, you're not being taxed. So I think for the population to become more aware of their constitution, the government needs to find a way of actually educating the population on the constitution as a whole. There's Abraham. a library in Kampala. There's a library in Kampala. I don't know if you've been there that actually sells so many of these these books. I've been mm. there before. Abraham. Have, yeah? This is the thing. The government can't do anything about it because that's exactly how it wants it to be. You understand? Yes, and you're not yes. going to you're you're not going to refer because also the illiteracy rate is high. You understand? Yeah. So and and it's very hard, like you know, to bring someone who is illiterate and take him through a class of you know of uh civil education, know your rights, blah, blah, blah. For me, I think a field, a field that, is, that can actually do this without even a sweat, yeah? Yeah. Is the arts industry. Pushing arts. messages through music, plays, you understand, poems, Trust me, like, that's like... Even podcasts, YouTube videos, stuff like this. Exactly. That's, that's, that's every... Let me tell you. But the problem is how to get people on board. Because very many people, like, are scared, you know. Ah, if I do this, they will stop me from playing. If I do this... But trust me, if that is too much, eh? if the inflow of that information is overwhelming, no one can control it. You understand that that is Ezra. That is how revolutions begin. They, of course, they start by being quashed and all those things. But with time, it it picks up steam because everybody starts to open their eyes. Because everyone, everyone now starts to open. You understand? Like that's why you will see Hitler used to crush these theaters that are playing. Like you would see these Jews. They had their, you know, even even like in the times of apartheid. The Mandela's had theaters where they would act like from to the local society so that they know that you know what things are not good. You understand? Yeah. So yeah. right now in this uh like let's say in this society, like in these situations like this, you 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 have to look at that kid in that village in eh, who hasn't seen a classroom. Hmm? 
But if this kid sees the, the artist of the area, he will recognize him. You understand? Yeah. He's going to, he's going to like, recognize this kid and, you know? And uh, the kid is going to recognize his music. He's, going to, he's, like, going to understand the words, you know? So, for me, I think, like, it's arts that... Let me, let me give, like, another example. You, you've seen that... Uh, You've seen that there's this song uh, the baby did with Roddy Rich. And the song has visuals. I remember that's the time it was released in the time George Floyd was, was killed. Yeah. And like the video had those visuals. You understand? They are rapping something, but the video, the video, the, the music video has acting is acting something different. You know, people in the music video are acting something different, contrary to what they are singing. So for me, I think arts is like the biggest thing that can, you know? Everybody people. understands arts. Everybody, yeah. everyone can relate with them. Yeah, everyone can relate with them. And I think that's how someone like, Bobby Wine is able to, you know, get a good number of the population understanding now, what it's like to be a citizen in a country. Now imagine, now imagine we have, imagine like there is like a hundred people like that in the arts. Because if, because uh, if you if you see the story of uh, there's this guy, Yahaya Jami, okay. There's just one guy. Actually, two. He collected a group of artists. And the messages they kept on pushing was just enough, you know, out and get everyone on alert. So for me, that's like, like, as I conclude, like, that's for me, that's my suggestion. Like, I think it's arts that can enlighten people for the injustices, you know, and wake people up. Yeah, arts is a very good, you know, very good media. I think I, I would say media industry, you know, with the music and everything to educate the population. Well, for, for us to actually have uh, better leaders in the future, I'm going to use this. Um, I'm going to say we need leaders who can sacrifice. And what do I mean by sacrifice? If a leader wants to, say, educate the population on, say, the constitution, how it works, how politics in a country works, how um, their, their rights are in a country, you need to, like, sacrifice, say, the, let me say, my first four years in power, I'm going to ensure that this is actually the, a priority in my, you know, in my term as a president. Because right now, most of the, the most of the leaders who get themselves into power, it's like the only sacrifice they make is is to you know is is to like I don't know secure the bank and push their be able to buy a lot of influence in the government so that they can actually stay in power for long instead of making sacrifices in some in you know in some areas so that the African population can, you know, can also, what did I say, can also boost and also gain some awareness on some of these things. Of course. Okay, do you have anything to add? Ezra. Yes, please. Um, are you guys there? Oh, you guys are off. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. For me, like, that was, like, that for me, like, that was my suggestion. Like, first we need to deal with the population. Once the population knows, like, what exactly it wants, definitely that the, the number, the, the leaders we shall be getting will be quality leaders. So, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and in order for the population, you know, to 
to actually become aware of their rights and in mm. order for most of these things to progress most of these things to progress may i believe we need leaders who are going to sacrifice who are going to make sacrifices and say um let's say i become president and my priority for the first four years is to actually get the education educated about their rights and i mean about the constitution and all of that not only a person who is pursuing a law degree is the only person to be aware of mm. the constitution um let's say how the else how the else are supposed to conduct themselves how ministers are how the government is structured not only law students the population at large should be aware of some of these things so i think yeah. some 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 leaders should should make sub, such sacrifices in order for the future i mean in order for future leaders who are say going to pursue the position of power can actually also have a hold on you're right yeah so i think aka is off right now yes i saw him get off yeah aka is off is there anything you'd like to add or we we wrap up well yeah. i'd like to say like i've been following your works like recently and i appreciate you know i appreciate like how good you're doing and i like you know i appreciate the contribution you you you're doing your 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 i like your contribution to things to the current situation and i i would like to to tell you that it's very commend very commendable work you, you know thank you very much for saying that yeah. i really get i really get such um, you know appreci- appreciations probably yeah. because my social circle isn't that large but it's 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 good to hear from you you know such remarks can actually boost my my i don't know my ambition to actually yeah you but that's like that's the honest truth like i'm not sugarcoating it or anything like and I'd also like to thank you for having me on this discussion. Yeah. I've learned I've also, despite this, uh, apart from, you know, my submissions and everything, I've also been able to learn, you know, a couple, a couple of other things. And I'm looking forward to, you know, more discussions. It may not be only about politics generally, you know. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that is diverse, so. But thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. On your... You know, I was planning to have you on a podcast that Aka was, was raising a point earlier about mm. democracy. About democracy. I would like us to have a podcast sometime. Not necessarily the next time we're having a podcast, but sometime. Yeah. Have a podcast talking about democracy. Because I'm it's done. also a thing that I think can influence African politics as well. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being on the podcast. And I think right now we can close up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right.